Porchlight Family Media. Your source for family-centered content. Porchlightfamilymedia.com. And now, Audio Theater Central. Oh, hi there. I'm John Avery Whitaker. But most folks around here call me Whit. My name is Finian Jones, and you are... Hello, I'm Dave Arnold, your host for Focus on the Family Radio Theater. Hello, welcome to Audio Theater Central. This is the show that's all about family-friendly audio drama. I'm JD. And I'm Roy. And I'm Andrew. This is episode 76. Thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to the show. We've got we've got a lot of stuff coming up in this episode. We're going to reveal the name of our new upcoming AIO trivia segment. And we're going to review Lamplighter Theater's production of Frozen Fire. Man, and we got some feedback from Sarah Grace, Gabriel, and Aaron. We've got a newscast even. Whoa. Excellent. <laughs> Think you can handle this much? Any more conjunctions, JD? No more ands, this and that? <laughs> yeah, the, and one more thing. Okay. <laughs> On the blog, there is a post that you can check out. Sarah Grace and Victoria, faithful listeners of ATC, they have created a their own audio drama recently. It is an adaptation of the book Sarah Plain and Tall. So there's a review of that on the website, and there's a link in the show notes for this episode if you want to check that out. And um, there's a link where you can go listen to that for free. So check that out. Well done, production. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So you think you can handle the newscast now, Roy? Let's try it now. Let's let's let's, let's jump into all of this stuff we got. The audio series called Witnesses recently released its second program. A Tax Collector's Invitation. Witnesses is a relatively new series which tells biblical stories from the first-person perspective from folks who were present at pivotal events in the Bible. In February 2016, we received word that Paul McCusker would not only be teaching at the 2016 Lamplighter Guild, but he will also be joining the writing team for Lamplighter Theater. Speaking of Lamplighter Theater, the team recently went to London to record two new programs. A Extraordinary Little Maid and The Haunted Room were recorded in February and should be released later this year. Both are now available for pre-order. That sounds scary. <laughs> According to John Fornoff, the Heirloom Audio team will be hitting the studio again in April to record their next two G.A. Henty shows, Under Dark Skies and Captain Bailey's Air, which is a story of the California gold rush. That's it for the news this time. I'm Roy, reporting for Audio Theater Central. So much happening. Wow. Lamp What's lighter. going on? It's yeah. great. Lamplighter. Back in G-A-T. the news. Paul McCusker. Paul McCusker is great to hear. Yes. That's, awesome. That's going to be... I, I can't wait to see what he does with the Lamplighter Theater. Mm-hmm. We've learned so much about Lamplighter in like the past few months. Just even like the whole backstory behind Finney and Jones and all this stuff. It's yeah. just been amazing. They're back in the game after a two-year hiatus. Yeah, yeah it's great. Very happy. Speaking of Lamplighter Theater, they're actually uh, airing on over 1,800 radio stations Whoa. in 29 countries. Nice. Wow. So that's exciting. I mean, 
it's kind of cool for us because we were there at the very beginning. Exactly. From, from the from the get-go. genesis. Yeah. One of the first radio stations to broadcast Lamplighter. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Just getting to be there right at the beginning with such high-quality content right, at, right out of the gate with Sir Malcolm and the Missing Prince and everyone after that. I mean, they've all been so good. And so I'm really glad that they're back in and producing more content because – I mean, they're they're just so so good. And speaking of Lamplighter Theater, <laughs> for the second time, yeah. Let's jump into Frozen Fire. Actually, we wouldn't want to jump into Frozen Fire. That might hurt. Whatever Frozen Fire is. Yeah, let's not jump in, but let's let's discuss this. <laughs> yeah, let's stay very far away from it. Frozen Fire is the most recent. Production from Lamplight Art Theater. It's about two hours long. It was released late 2015 and just finished airing on the radio in, in late January 2016. So let's let's talk about this. I mean, this I I think I messaged you guys whenever I finished it, and I said the first thing that came to mind after I finished listening to Frozen Fire was Lamplighter Theater is back. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, in a big way. Yeah. It, it's so good. It's excellent. Well, why don't you tell us how excellent it is, Andrew? It's very excellent. <laughs> it's exceedingly excellently excellent. Yep. <laughs> Would you like a summary? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> sure. Do I have to spell it out? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, you could just say it. You don't have to spell it out. That would take quite a while. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not John Reese Davis or Brian Blessed, but uh, I'll do my best. You are about to become acquainted with a young girl who changed the world. The events that lead up to Betty's pivotal decision demonstrate the true meaning of humility, servanthood, and love. Inspired by a true story, Betty must come face to face with a dreaded foe, smallpox. She faces myriad trials, including abandonment and the death grip of a terrifying blizzard, but her love for her devoted servant trumps all. You will fall in love with Betty, whose loyalty is demonstrated through tremendous courage and sacrifice. Frozen Fire will keep you on the edge of your seat. Well, although you are not John Reese davies or Brian Blessed. Yes. Or John okay. Fornoff. I am myself. You're Andrew, and yeah. you did a fantastic job. <laughs> you know what? We like you better than all of those guys reading this. Wow. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. That's, that's a lie, but it's, it's, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's it's interesting how they chose to do a historical story, which they have not done before. If if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think. I mean, no. there's been so many that may have had elements of historical events in them. You know, like in Teddy's Button, there's mentions of different wars and stuff like that. But right. this is actually based on true events. So I thought that was really interesting. It kind of ruined it because, like, for me, because like we're listening to it. And then my wife finds the doctor's name, and then she knew the rest of the story before like it was even done. I was like, "What? That is wrong!" Like, uh, I just had to listen to the rest of the thing to figure out what happens, and she already knew. But whatever, it was good. It was good. It was yeah. great. Listen to this; it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was excellent. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and listen to the trailer that they put together for this one. They ring the bell every time someone dies from the smallpox. Dear God, please protect us. More and more every day. But what can I do? If you are willing, I will infect you with the smallpox virus. But first, 
You must know. If this experiment fails, you could very well die. Go ahead, Doctor. You're an amazing girl, Betty Levin. The true heroes of life are not often kings and queens. He is no traitor! The true heroes of the Lord God Most High... I will not be separated from you again. Never! ...are those who serve others... Come with me, Dr. Jenner! ...without regard for themselves. Come! We must hurry! Lamplighter Theatre presents Frozen Fire. Inspired by a true story, one you'll never forget. Order Frozen Fire for your family. Go to lamplighter.net, lamplighter.net. Once again, lamplighter.net. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should always say it three times. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word. You know what? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that John Fornoff is one who does these trailers or promos. Mm-hmm. He does an amazing oh, yeah. job. The He's way got a great he voice sliced, for it, too. Well, yeah, that, too. Yeah. But the way he sliced in that speech from King George yeah. with the, interspersed it with the other dialogue, it, it just fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoy just listening to the trailers. Yeah. It was very intense. <laughs> yeah. It is cool. So this one was written by Robert Liparulo, who was the same guy who wrote the script for with Lee in Virginia. Ah. From the G.A. Hinty series. So everyone's getting passed around. Yeah. Yep. So we have a new writer in the fold here. I mean, because for, for a long time we've been it's John Fornoff, Kathy Buchanan. They were doing the majority of the writing for Lamplighter Theater and for uh, the G.A. Hinty series was John Fornoff also. But now we're we're getting a new writer in. So And now with Paul joining the Lamplighter team. Man. This is interesting. I, Who I, knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know these guys are top-notch writers and they know the medium of audio drama. Yeah. I've really enjoyed these scripts that Robert Liparulo has done. Yeah. And they know how to take a book and adapt it for audio drama. Yeah. And we've heard from them before that that's kind of hard in some ways because you have the author's opinion or whatever. But in these books, we don't have the author to say anything against us usually. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. But, uh, yeah. Well, and we know Paul did Oliver Twist, and that is still one of my all-time favorite audio dramas. Excellent. So, yeah, this one was really well done. The script was just phenomenal. It was directed by John Fornoff. Music, again, by John Campbell. As always, just amazing music. Sound designed by Alan Hurley. So, another home run. I mean, they they didn't suffer at all for having a two-year hiatus. Yeah, exactly. And the bookends. They had a really great bookend. Good mm-hmm. point. Yes. And they were both in there. The yes. beginning and the end. Woo! Yeah. The Alpha and the Omega. But they were really good. And then we get Finney and Jones, and we get to go down into a, another section of a store and all this stuff. And I thought he sounded more like Wooten than ever before. To be exactly. Honest. He did. Have, yeah. He did the whole, wee! Yeah. I was like, whoa. And there was a couple times when he made some exclamations that was like, ah, there's Wooten. Yeah. Behold. Yep. It was very, yeah, I think it, maybe it's uh, slipping a little bit. Because if you go back <laughs> yeah. and listen to some of the earlier ones. He sounded less like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this this bookend was really good, too. Yeah. I, and I love how they always work in some little reference about the shop, you know? Yeah. And in this one, he said that, was it his grandfather or something that had purchased it for $100? Yeah, something like that. Oh, wow. I missed that. That's funny. Isn't that what he said? I, I thought that's what he said. He had purchased it for $100. Hmm. Unless I misunderstood, but that's what it sounded like. And then, uh, you know how he always has those funny sayings where he'll do a just a long uh, run of... Uh, an alliterative sentence or yeah oh yeah stuff that rhymes and everything else yeah it reminds me of uh fibber mcgee a little bit 
I never, I never thought of that. But well, I, I just thought of it, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how he, uh, and this time he did these made up words, which he has done before, I think. But he, he said that the people that had entered the shop was Beth and, and her mother, Janet. And she said that, or he said that Beth was shrumpy, yeah. sad and grumpy. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You have the shrumpies. And then he said that Janet was frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Which is kid-induced frustration. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of Willy Wonka. You know? Oh. Yeah, there you go. I just love the character of, yeah. of Finian Jones. Yeah. And I just, I'm excited that we're going to learn more about him. Because, you know, several productions ago, we had that little little story about his brother. Mm-hmm. How they had been estranged for a long time and... So, you know, you just learn little bits of things about him and, man, you know what would be cool is just to do a whole Lamplighter Theater about Finney and Jones instead of- It's coming. Hmm. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> that is in the offing. It's not going to have anything, it's not going to be an adaptation of a book, it's going to be no, solely about- No, it's all about, about him. Okay, so I missed that. Roy, tell us. Tell, right. us. tell us. Tell us. Did you hear the same thing? I didn't. I, I missed it. Yeah, man. Uh, from that broadcast that they did, uh, if you listen to it, they talked about how they were going to do a whole show about Finian and his his life and his ooh, wife and ooh, his kid. Ooh, and, like, all this stuff that Whoa. we have no idea about, like this mysterious Finian Jones that we've always been wondering about. They're going to like bring like some clarity. Some to background yeah, to his life. Flesh story. out his character. And if I nice. remember right, quote from John Fornoff that the story about Finney and Jones is going to like is bordering on stealing the show from all the rest of the Lamplighter shows. <laughs> wow, so that I'm excited That's really for cool. that. That's great. <laughs> Sub- <laughs> subject to verification, let's say yeah, that. Like yeah. like we still need to yeah, like we don't 100%. You, no, yeah. no, we do. <laughs> we do. I'm just saying that like Roy heard this and we did like this all at the same time, you know. So <laughs> Wow, that's a, that's that's amazing. So there's not going to be an adaptation of a book. No, it's just no, gonna it's going to be about... Finney and Jones's wow. life. And and who's writing that? Did they say if it I was Paul remember. or John? I can't remember. Ooh, I could see Paul McCusker doing a really yes. bang up job right oh, now. Oh yeah. Woo. But yeah. So there's some background on Finney and Jones coming up. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They well, actually went to Abington Falls, the place here in the U.S. that this whole city is based off of. It's a real place. They went and found characters and. You know, ran into people, and they're going to be in the new sh- the new shows and all this stuff. So, wow, is is it Abington Falls? No, no, no. That's, yeah, they renamed it. It's not the city it's based off. Isn't called Abington Falls. So we don't know what the real city's name is. No, because they don't, don't want to make said. it like a. They yeah. said they don't want to make it like everyone rushing there and. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's Fanny and Jones? And stuff? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back on topic. Frozen fire. <laughs> that is exciting. So. Well, we have something else to look forward to from Lamplighter Theater. Yeah. In oh, addition yeah. to the two that you talk about in the newscast. Yeah. So Let's see what happens. Very cool. Can't wait. Exciting. Well, the cast in this production was phenomenal. Um, you heard Fred Tattashore there in that trailer as King George. And that man can do so many awesome voices. Yeah. He has a, such a rich, deep voice. But he's able to pull off so many different types of characters. Yeah. I didn't realize that Tom and King George were the same character. Isn't that no. crazy? That's so funny. Yeah. Because really- And, and, and the Earl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All main character, like, characters with a lot of speaking parts. They weren't main characters, but they were, well, Tom is a main character, but- Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but the Earl and King George have a lot of speaking parts, and I should have recognized the voice. Like as we know, we've done this for a long time. I sh- I totally should have recognized who it was, but I had no clue that they were all the same until the end. Yeah. Well, and Tom doesn't have a ton of speaking parts. He does at the beginning. He has that. True. Music, yeah. But and the his rest of his stuff is just like little short words. Short, yeah. And, yeah. Then we have the actress who plays Betty, who did a phenomenal job. I thought oh, man. really, really good. Oh, yeah, totally. Her name is Della Saba, and uh, she also plays the girl in the bookend, Beth, which we've we've seen them do that before, and I think that's kind of a standard practice now. Sure. The main characters in the bookend, or the ca- actor who plays the character in the bookend also ends up playing the main character in the, the main story as well. I think that's neat. Yeah. And it just all follows through. Yeah. Yep. The Countess... Now, she did an amazing job. Oh, my goodness. Man. I tell you what. I wish. I wish I could have been in studio to see. Well, there's a scene that's very emotional. And they said, they Lamplighter said that this is one of the most emotional, packed yes. stories they've ever done. And I was like, whoa, okay. There were one, And two, there's this, yeah, there's several scenes. Three. I was like, whoa. I just, I wanted to fast forward to get, to just like. Three. Move on because it was pretty powerful. I can think of three off the top of my head scenes that were extremely emotional and really well done. Just saying, yeah, the Countess word. is like crying and sobbing, and it's horrible. And it sounds so real. Oh my word! It's amazing. It's yeah. intense. Well, and then there's a scene. I'm going way to, to uh, towards the <laughs> end here, but there's a scene very near the end where there's this this tragedy that strikes. Oh man! And all a, yes. a lot of the main characters at that point are just completely distraught, and yeah. the acting in that that section was oh my word out of this world. It was so good. Yeah. Ah, uh, it was so like it was so real. Like I could I could feel it because yeah. of the situation, which we won't give away. But because of the situation, I felt really like overwhelmed. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. it is almost wow. like emotional. It overload. is. It, it yeah, was. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're exactly right. Oh man. But interesting, Jess Harnell, in, in addition to playing Finney and Jones, he didn't do every character like he did in Candle in the Window, but <laughs> uh, he also played another major character towards the end, Sir Alan Levin. Yeah. And I did not even pick up on that oh, at man. all. Oh, yeah. I did. He, he I gets did. out of the chariot and he's like, you know, talking to his daughter or whatever. I was like, oh, well, let's Maybe guess. you hear yeah. who that is? She's like, what, what, what? And it's just amazing. Oh, he's an amazing actor. I'll have to. My wife and I listened to it separately. They were gone on a trip, uh, so they listened to it, you know, as part of their trip. And uh, I'll have to ask if if she picked up on who that was because yeah. I did. I mean, I I recognized them very very quickly, but I'd be interested to see if like if she did too, if she caught it. I was actually the first time I heard it. I was actually just doing housework or, or, and stuff around the house, and so maybe I was my mind was a little bit yeah. preoccupied because yeah, yeah, I yeah. totally did not even pick up. Wow. that. and I usually do. Yeah. But another uh, stellar job on this one was Kari Walgren, who played three main characters, Janet, the bookend character, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. Rosanna and Lady Levin, which th- Rosanna is a very main character. Yep. And I, again, didn't realize that yeah. they were the same same actors. It's amazing. But it's interesting, too, because, you know, Lady Levin, obviously, she's a, a, on the upper class kind of a character, and Rosanna is just a farmer's wife. Yep. So they can kind of tweak the accents a little bit so they sound a lot different Mm -hmm. and and then she maybe i think rosanna her voice was pitched down a little bit lower and so i mean it's just amazing i did not even notice that one at all what's interesting is they recorded it in salami studios which is in uh hollywood 
And I was very surprised because it sounded like they had they had done it in uh, London because all of the accents were so good. I thought that they were real British actors, and and we don't necessarily we haven't necessarily confirmed this. I know Fred Tattashore is not an, a British actor. Uh, Jess Harnell certainly isn't. I know that. <laughs> Carrie Walgren is not. The she wrapped it up, and she's she she didn't have any accent, so so she did a really good job. Um, I would imagine that Della Saba probably is not the the girl who played Betty. Yeah, because she does Beth. She does Beth, and I mean, now I know that it would be you know, it's just as easy for English people to do sure. American accents as as the reverse. But, um, but it seems like unless they found British actors who are in Hollywood, which I'm sure they it's exist, a possibility, but it but seems unlikely with, with this cast with eleven you know with eleven cast members. I imagine the majority of them were Americans mm-hmm. who were doing actual accents themselves. It was just just amazing. I mean, they yeah. did really really well. I never would have guessed that it was recorded in in Hollywood, not in a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, and aside from Kari Walgren, Jess Harnell, and Fred Tattashore, the the rest of these names are are newer names to me. I'm, yes, yeah. and because because a lot of times we see re- names over and over again. Um. But yeah, I, I'm not familiar with any of these other actors. But it it was a the cast just did a phenomenal job. I, I was really really impressed. And you mentioned Tom here a minute ago and how he was played by Fred, and also King George. So listener, you heard Fred as King George in that trailer. Now listen, here's a little clip of him as the character of Tom right at the beginning of the audio drama as Tom and Betty are traversing through this snowstorm or more like a blizzard, I guess. take us all the way to Hake instead of leaving us to cross this wilderness? Oh, dear child, the carriage road goes around this mountain pass. It would have taken days. I thought we could traverse this valley in one afternoon, but dear Betty, I am so sorry. I'm afraid. I'm afraid we are lost. Wow. And if you notice the layer of sound, there are so many different layers. You have the the music as it fades out, and then you have the the sounds of the storm, and then you have the footsteps in the snow, and then the the exertion of of their breathing as they're climbing, and mm-hmm. just yeah, such a good job there on the sound design by Alan Hurley. There's one particular scene that, as a lesson that the teacher, the instructor of the kids, taught, where he goes out and they're walking down the streets of the city or what or the town or whatever, and mm-hmm. they find that the beggar, and they he plays that whole scene with. Uh, he takes the beggar's crutches and yeah. all that. I thought that was really, really well done. And then also just the the store the the lesson behind it was really well done. Yeah, that was neat. That was a good scene. And then there's also the the uh, scene where they do. I, I never heard that term before. A crab lighting. Oh yeah. And I thought that was interesting. They go out there with lights and they shine it and the the crabs are attracted to the light or whatever yeah. and they just mm-hmm. grab them right out of the water. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But as we said, there's some very somber moments in this and you hear a little bit of it in that trailer with the the church bells and it's like, you know, cuz a lot of times you think church bells it's a it's a happy moment, you know, yeah. it's uh services are beginning or something like that, but then to equate the chur- the ringing of church bells with 
uh, the death of somebody. I mean, it, it was yeah. very sobering at that moment, and and it keeps happening. The the smallpox is taking so many lives, and every time the bell rings, an angel doesn't get its wings. No, so yeah, that's I mean, exactly that's, what I was thinking. <laughs> yes, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, there was just so many good moments in this in this drama. I mean, there was. If I was going to go through all of the scenes that yeah. I liked, I mean, it would take too way too long. We should Probably just play every it. scene. <laughs> yeah, every scene. We like every scene. <laughs> One thing that was cool, though, is how they tied in Beth from from the bookend to Betty in the main story. Yep, with the name. Finney, well, yeah, the, the names were similar, but they also did um, – so Finian asks Beth if she can read – and she was like really reluctant to even want to read the book, but of mm-hmm. course she does. That's how they all start. But then later on in the main drama, the the tutor, Mister Middleton, asks oh, Bet yeah. um, asks Betty, "Well, I'm sure you can read, right?" Because she and she was really reluctant to read yeah. that book too. So I thought that was kind of cool how they tied those together. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. That's neat. Now you mentioned the Countess and and how well that actress did we never actually said her name oh. and uh her name was l newlands so again another name that we're not familiar with but just a, i think one of the best acting in in the in this program mm-hmm. but there was a another scene that i wanted to highlight here there's this whole uh, dynamic between betty and her cousins even though she is also nobility they always look down on her and they're they pick on her and, you know, don't treat her well. And especially Edward, he keeps picking on her and doing all these different things. So here's a scene where he decides he's going to pester the cow that Betty is helping take care of since she's actually living with this farmer, John, and and his wife, Rosanna. And things quickly turn around and he's not so excited about it anymore. So let's listen to this. Another one. So many weeds. Flossie, you should come over here and eat these weeds. I don't mind doing chores. These weeds just keep coming back. It is good work that needs to be done, but I miss Mr. Middleton's lessons. Someone else is missing his lessons, too. Edward! Edward, hello! Why aren't you back at the castle? Going to visit my friends Frank and Arthur. But first, I'm going to have a little fun with your cow. Yeah! <laughs> hey! Put that branch down! <laughs> Don't hit Flossy! You never want to get in the way of a charging cow. No, no, no. That's totally. always, always a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm speaking from personal experience here. Oh, my. Since we're all doing all these rabbit trails today, I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> sure. When I was about 10 years old, we were living out in the country in Oregon, and there was a pasture that was adjacent to our our land, and... 
the same guy owned our home and the lot that we were on and the pasture. So we would go and play in there sometimes. Well, they had like only like three or four cows out there. So we'd always stay in the area where the cows were not. Well, one day, one of them just saw me and my sister out there playing and he starts chasing us. <laughs> and we are running so fast to get out of there. And well, what is normally bordering a pasture land? A fence. Barbed wire fence. Oh, the devil's rope. Nice. <laughs> so I'm running and I get to the fence. My sister got through. I got caught on the fence and just that barbed wire just tore into my chest. Nice. Oh. So that's my experience running away from a cow. <laughs> that's awesome. We always kept our cow locked up in the pen. We didn't let him out very much. Now, the donkey, on the other hand, you wouldn't want to get in the way of his charging because that would be kind of serious. Yeah. But that's that's all I can lend to this cow chasing experience. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, I have nothing to add. <laughs> but again, that this audio drama has just been an, uh, an amazing experience to listen to. High quality, everything about it. Any final scenes or performances that you guys wanted to highlight? Besides the end, which we can't talk about. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Which, when the end comes, I'm like... <laughs> I just said it out loud. I said, this is what's going to happen. Sure enough, it happened. Yep. So. Yeah, I had this. It, there wasn't much suspense involved, but that's okay. There was but a couple of smaller good. twists that that happened like um, maybe three quarters of the way in. Yeah. There was a couple of the things that I you could see was going to turn out that way, but. Other than that, it was, it's a great story. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Link in the show notes if you want to check that out. One last thing I wanted to mention is at the ending bookend. I thought it was really cool how Finian, they worked into Finian's lines, the like the the tagline for Lamplighter Theater. Yeah. How he says yes. at the very end, yes. he said, yes, yes. I think he's kind of like praying isn't yeah, he? at the what, end yeah, and he, he says, um, helping me to build Christ-like character one story at a time. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was a great connection. Yeah, I thought that was really neat how they did that. But overall, again, another home run from Lamplighter Theater. So glad to see them back in the game. And we're looking forward to all this new stuff that's coming out this year. I, I'm really excited about that. Again, link in the show notes if you want to check out Frozen Fire. They are available in CD and MP3 formats. So as in all Lamplighters, you want to have this one in your collection. I mean, mm-hmm. you do this. You must. Go buy it now. <laughs> so uh, what do you think of the show? Please leave your message after the tone. Audio Theater Central. Hey guys, this is Austin Peachy. Hello, JD, Roy, Andrew. My name is Victoria. Now, yesterday I received a letter from a big fan. No time to chat. I've got an email list. Another package for me today. No, it's actually just your mail. Let's jump into the mailbag. Yeah. This huge box we got here in the studio. <laughs> no, it's a bag. I just oh, said that. This huge bag. It's like a bean bag. <laughs> uh, this is a comment on episode 75 which was our review of the dragon and the raven and this comes from sarah grace a regular she says i need to listen to more ga hinties i have only heard in freedom's cause next on my list is under drake's flag that one sounds really interesting to me but i have to listen to this one if only because Stuart pendred sings in it he is not only an amazing actor but he is a fantastic vocalist did I hear correctly that Aaron Fullen wrote the song for that trailer? For the trailer of The Dragon and the Rape. 
First, let me say that, yes, you do need to listen to more GA Hinties. Yes. <laughs> there are only four. I mean, come on. Although I do, I would say if you're going to start with one, in Freedom's Cause is a pretty good one to start with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My wife still thinks the under Drake's flag was the best, but. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had somebody else tell me that too, but. I don't know. I think, I think in Freedom's Cause is probably the best, in my opinion. Yeah, but they're all amazing. So yes, you need to listen to some more. And um, Aaron Fullen did write the music for that song that Stuart Pendred sings. And so that was what was used in the trailer. So in a roundabout way, yes, he did write the song for the trailer. To answer your question, Sarah Grace. And then we also got a voicemail in from Gabriel. And he doesn't have a question or anything, just more of like a a comment and just sharing a little bit of his experience uh, with Adventures in Odyssey. Hey, guys. I'm Gabriel Smith. I live in Waco, Texas right now. And I just called to talk about my favorite show, Adventures in Odyssey. I'm not sure if you guys have heard or talked about this, but a couple months ago, Witten.org posted a podcast announcing that Paul McCusser would be leaving or retiring from the staff of Pokemon. Anyways, a a couple months before that, I bought Katie Lee and Will Ryan's new book, Adventures in Oddity, but I also paid a little extra so that I could get a phone call from either Will or Katie. Uh, so I ended up talking to Katie for about 45 minutes, uh, and she accidentally told me that Paul was leaving Focus, and I was like, um, Katie, they haven't announced that yet, so I, I I promised that I wouldn't tell anyone until they announced it. And so I was actually one of the first fans to find out that Paul was leaving. I just thought that was pretty funny, and uh, I, I'm going to miss Paul, and I know you guys are too. Anyways, thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. Bye. Ah, that's cool. Wow, that's pretty neat. I would like to uh, have been the first one to find out. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't. I didn't know that they had that as one of the options to get a call from one of them if you bought like an extra package or something with the book. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that is neat. I had no idea. You do, you do need to check out that book though, Adventures in Oddity. There's a link in the show notes if you want to check out uh, Will and Katie's book. Highly recommend it. All about their adventure working for Adventures in Odyssey. Yep. Well, thank you very much, Gabriel, for sharing that with us. And glad to know we have some listeners in Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gabriel, you mentioned that we're going to miss Paul. But yes, we will miss him on Odyssey. But now we know that he's going to be working on Lamplighter. So he's still around. So that's, that's right. good news. Yes. Yeah. I had a feeling he wouldn't fade off into the night. Yeah. I would love to hear him still writing for Odyssey, too. But Yep, exactly. At least he's still in the audio drama game. Yeah. Next up, we have a comment on episode 75. This is our review of The Dragon and the Raven from Aaron T. And it goes on to say, I like the fact that they used Ned and Gerald in this one, but still kept the names from the book. I disagree with JD. I actually really liked the song in the trailer. I thought it made it sound more intriguing. You're not allowed to disagree with JD. (laughs) Bad, bad. (laughs) I'm just going to, I'll just edit this out. (laughs) Yeah, here you go, Aaron. Your whole comment was destroyed, gone from the show. Goes on to say, here is an interesting thing I discovered. In the beginning of the drama, Mr. George says, Alfred the Great was the only British monarch in all of our history to be called Great. While that is technically correct, there was also Canute the Great, or how we say it down here in Arizona, Canutra the Great. (laughs) He was king of England. Denmark, Norway, and parts of Sweden. I am guessing the reason they didn't count him was because he was born Danish and not British. Even so, he was a monarch of the British, even though he wasn't British himself. No, I I did not know that off the top of my head. I looked it up. (laughs) I have now completed listening to every single episode of ATC. Whoa. It has been an amazing, spectacular experience, mostly. 
Smiley face. <laughs> also, I have listened to every audio drama that you reviewed, except for The Star Angel and A Bethlehem Christmas. I will probably get those next Christmas. I would highly recommend that you get those. Yeah. You don't even have to wait till Christmas. I mean, oh, I'll listen to them right now. We got July coming up. You know that saying, Christmas in July. That's so. right. No, but uh, thanks for that little history lesson there. Yeah, it's great. It's opened up a very interesting uh, frontier for me. This is cool. Um, what is kind of weird, I guess odd about this, is that he actually ascended to the throne of England, even though he was Danish. He was not British, which is why I'm sure they were very careful to say that Alfred the Great was the only British monarch to be called great. But he did rule over England. But what's weird is even though he was born Danish, he took over the kingship of England in 1016 and AD, which is about 120 years after the story of Alfred the Great. And he uh, took the throne of Denmark in 1018. And the throne of Norway in 1028, which is kind of kind of weird that though he was Danish, he was actually king of England before he was the king of Denmark. Yeah, so it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, he basically he he basically took over England through conquest. Essentially, is what I'm seeing here. Pretty much. You guys just thought Andrew knew all that stuff, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he won the throne of England in 1016 in the wake of centuries of Viking activity in northwestern Europe. So. Obviously, that's part of what we were hearing with Alfred the Great. Canutre. Yeah. Canutre the Great. So the story is tied together. That's kind of cool. Thank you for that, Aaron. Maybe he was a descendant of, of our hero and heroine from uh, yeah from the Dragon and the Raven. That would be interesting. <laughs> Who knows? And kudos for making it all the way through the back catalog of ATC. Wow. Yeah, that's Yeah, seriously. That's uh, pretty cool. Glad to know we have uh, listeners that are that dedicated. Yeah. And we hope that uh, we didn't scare you off and you're going to keep listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanted to also note here in the feedback segment, we did get another voicemail from someone in the area code 907, but it didn't really sound, uh, the quality was really bad. The call kept kind of cutting in and out, so couldn't really make out um, the message at all. So if you want to, give us a call back again and make sure you have a solid connection. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we'd love to share more voicemails. All right, it is that time. We're going to announce the name of the new AIO quiz segment that will be coming up here in a upcoming episode of ATC. Here we go, folks. So we had a, a handful of, of listeners send in submissions, and all of them were really great. But the one that we ended up choosing was submitted by Jackson and... So thank you very much, Jackson. You are going to win a copy of the official AIO guide. Whoa. That will be uh, in the mail to you very shortly. And his uh, his idea was that we should call this quiz show. Would you like to do the honors, a Andrew? Why, of course. It is going to be called Eugenius Minds. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Jackson. Fantastic suggestion. We love it. The new AIO quiz segment is called Eugenius Minds. And I have to tell you, listener, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you are interested in being a contestant on the show, very simple. All you have to do is go to audiotheatercentral.com slash quiz. And that will take you to the page where you can learn all about this and uh, get in line to come on the show. And it's going to be a lot of fun going to be a lot of fun so for sure and the quicker you submit your applications 
which I say that like it's going to take you two hours to fill out. It's just it's real simple form. Yeah, yeah. it's like a but uh, but we need to know things about you so we can contact you, right? Exactly. So the sooner the sooner you contact us, the sooner we'll be able to get this thing rolling. And I, I do have to mention here real quickly, give credit where credit is due. This is a partnership with odysseyscoop.com and ATC. So our great friend over there at Odyssey Scoop, Jacob Isom, is our quiz master. He is writing all of our quiz questions. So shout out to Jacob. Thank you so much. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this. And we want you to be a part of it. So again, audiotheatercentral.com slash quiz. Go sign up. Well, I think that will do it for today. We've had a lot of fun recording this episode, and I hope you had a lot of fun listening to this episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Audiotheatercentral.com slash 76 for links to everything we talked about. Frozen Fire, Adventures in Oddity. Go check it out. If you want to get in touch with us, go to audiotheatercentral.com slash contact. And all of the different ways for you to get in touch with us are there. Our phone number, our email, our mailing address, if you ever want to send us a postcard or a, a package of good things to eat or something like that. you know. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll accept that. We'll take that every time. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Audio Theater Central is a production of Porchlight Family Media. Porchlightfamilymedia.com And I'd like to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, not teasing, but to all of you that have been emailing me your jokes, thank you so much. Keep it up. If you want to have a joke you want to hear at the end of the show that we would all love to hear at the end of the show, send it to Roy at porchlightfamilymedia.com. But continue on with this joke from Aaron. So two young blonde women are sitting at a table in a, in a coffee shop in such an obvious celebratory mood that a man drifts over intending to offer to buy them something to drink. When he gets close, he hears one says, says to the other, here's to 17 days. Right. Smiling. The man says, congratulations. What's so special about 17 days and eyes twinkling. One of the women explains, well, we've been spending our evenings working on a jigsaw puzzle, and it said three to five years in the box, but we finished it in only 17 days. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty three funny. Three to five years. Yeah, oh, the yeah, age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I blonde? That's funny. <sighs> that is hilarious, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So here's something a little out of the joke line. Okay. Speaking of history. Yeah, here we go. We got Andrew and his history kick. Yeah, thank exactly. That's right. Uh, I'm, <laughs> Mr. Gnotri. Thank you, Mr. Aaron, for pushing me in this direction. Appreciate it. <laughs> if you are uh, somewhat interested in finding out uh, a little bit about American history and uh, just some other, other histories of little-known stories, even some from across the world, the Glenn Beck Program radio show ha or podcast you can find this on on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever if you look for uh the episodes titled courage boys you'll find episodes uh of stories that are you know between 1 minute and 5 minutes long that that tell the story of you know a particular 
figure in history that showed courage. And recently, in honor of Black History Month, Glenn talked about Prince Whipple and uh, uh, Peter Salem, uh, some of the the African American founding fathers of America. It was very, very, very fascinating. And um, he's talked about uh, uh, some little known stories from the Olympics uh, just prior to World War II. Um, with the rise of Hitler, it's really, really good stuff. I've been um, listening to those also, and I heard that particular one about the Olympics. Oh, yeah. That was it, a really great story. <laughs> very, very powerful stories. Uh, and uh, they're all about people that have demonstrated uh, tremendous courage. And and one of the the ones he, he just did, I believe, towards the end of February, was a story about Sir Francis Drake. So it, it's really, really cool stuff. Ooh, tie in to Under Drake's Flag. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's really, really good stuff. Um, I would recommend going to Glenn Beck's SoundCloud page or Glenn Beck's iTunes uh, podcast feed and uh, just scroll through and find the little clips uh, entitled Courage Boys. He uh, Courage Boys, and then it gives you know a, a small of snippet version. of what he's talking about. Um, and uh, it's really good stuff uh, for any history buffs out there. Yes, I, I will second that. Great, great recommendation. Those are really good. In February 2006, we received... Whoa. <laughs> 2006. We just waited a long time. Yeah. Me. It's been a few years, but... <laughs> we that's, a good, yeah. that's a good one for the blooper reel. <laughs> and Captain Barley's heir. Bailey's. Oh, Barley. Where did I get Barley? Sir Malcolm of the Missing Prince. Sir Malcolm of the Missing <laughs> Or Sir Malcolm and the Missing Prince. We're getting our conjunctions mixed up now. Oh, can we take that word out of there? (laughs) (laughs) Loyalty is demonstrated. Uh, Come on. This is terrible. Sorry, JD. I'm giving you a lot of work. It it is not only good. It's huge. (laughs) Huge. It's huge. It's bigly. Oh, man. (laughs) Couldn't resist. Yeah, exactly. Did you want me to read that URL as well? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> and now you will hear HTTPS colon slash slash store dot. Ah, that sounds terrible. <clears throat> Is my brain not working? It's filled up with Lord of the Rings. And, and Harry Nile. Harry Nile. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Audible. Ted Decker. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let me tell you about this. <laughs> And now we have a comment on episode 75. This is a review of the Dragon and the Rabbit. Oh, wait. Dragon and the Rabbit. Ra- the Rabbit. Dragon and the Raven. <laughs> yeah. This is our review from the dr- of the... No, I'm looking it up, though. If both of you don't know how to say it, the world's about to end. Wow. Definitely wouldn't have expected that to happen. Broke. I got it.